0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the show. Very excited today. We've got a special guest on, a lady called Alexia Leachman. We're going to be going through some of her methods on how to help you improve or reduce the amount of head trash in your brain. So I will leave the explanation of that to Alexia. Hello, Alexia. Oh, and Obviously, we've got... Dr. Mark, the main man here as well. Hello, Mark. Uh, hi,
1: boys. Uh, boys. So it's the first female um, guest we've ever had, so hi, hi, boys and girls. Hello, hello,
2: hello. Thank you for inviting me
0: on your podcast. I'm really looking forward to it. It's great. You're um, uh, secretly a uh, Welsh girl as well, uh, Alexia. I, didn't... I am. I'm half Welsh, uh,
2: half
0: French. <laughs> fantastic. Uh, from Cardiff, uh, Alexia is Mark.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, went to Cardiff High School near rose
0: Park Lake. Oh, wow, cool. So, uh,
2: yeah, I left Wales when I was 18, but I think of it very fondly, really want to go back.
0: Oh, cool, cool. There we go, so we'll be gentle with you uh, for that <laughs> very, you. very reason. Uh, and uh, how are you, Mark?
2: I'm good,
1: yeah. I'm really looking forward to this podcast because I've had a terrible day at work, so I'm going to hope Alex is going to be able to sort me
2: out. Oh dear, the
0: pressure's on already. A live live consultation here, uh, fantastic. I'll give
1: you nothing then, so someone can give me
0: one. Cool. So, uh, Alexia, tell uh, everybody a little bit about yourself and how you are doing what you're doing and all that sort of stuff.
2: Okay, well, I'm the founder of headtrash.co.uk, and uh, we basically help to get rid of the negative thoughts, feelings, and emotions that are affecting your ability to be totally awesome and and your best version of yourself. And so I kind of fell into this as um, my background is a sales and marketing person with consumer brands, and I decided to quit the world of work in that sense, corporate world, to set myself up as a personal brand coach um, just at the beginning of a recession, So I timed that really well to launch my own business. And I found that you can't really build a great brand for yourself and a great reputation. You know, you can do all the marketing in the world and to build your profile online. But actually, if you don't believe in yourself, then you're not going to get anywhere. So I really started getting interested in the mindset and clearing my client's head trash so that they can put themselves out in the world in a more confident way and that's how I stumbled on this method that is at the heart of my head trash business and so when i discovered it i was like wow this stuff works brilliantly i've trained in a number of techniques that are used in shifting mindset you know neurolinguistic programming thought field therapy things like that that help you to really uh get rid of some of this stuff and then when i discovered this new technique i was like wow this is kind of working in a way that the others aren't so that inspired the whole of the head trash business and that's where i am today
0: Oh, fantastic. Sounds uh, very interesting. Uh, it is the obvious question. Um, tell us more about this, this technique. Where did you learn it and, and what? Uh, tell us more.
2: Well, I was um, one of my the people that trained, that was my trainers as a coach, he said, hey, there's this new technique, there's going to be the first training course coming up, and I think you need to be on it. I think you would love it. And I thought, you know, I had one of those bolts of lightning moments that I just knew it's my destiny to be on this course. I, I will always remember the time that she told me that I had to be on this course. And so I contacted the guy and and, and found out all about it. He spent about three hours on Skype because he, he's, he's, he lives abroad. And I was totally hooked. And then I realized I couldn't actually afford the course. So, um, so I told him so I was going through a bit of financial disaster at the time, and he said, "Don't worry, just pay me when you got the money." I was like, "Wow, this is like you know, I I kind of have to be there." So, and then I trained, and I you know I was sort of um, learned the technique, and I obviously when you learn a method like that. You obviously have to practice it on yourself, use it on yourself, experience it yourself, go through the motions, and really use yourself as a guinea pig, and as I do with a lot of techniques that I learn, and this was really giving me, you know, making differences that others weren't, and as I was using it more with my clients, I was amazed at the kind of results I was getting, and so this repatterning and it's part of a, a body of work or a, a field of work called energy psychology uh, which includes other techniques such as thought field therapy which is otherwise known as a tapping technique and emotional freedom technique um, and it kind of really uh, and also the tap pressure technique um, and so it's part of those kind of techniques but it really what I was able to do when I, when I was training in it and as I the founder later wanted to partner up with me because he, he said I really love the head trash name you've given It and he saw all the branding stuff that I'd done with it because obviously my background is a marketeer, and he said, Hey, you know, why don't we train this stuff together? So I was fortunate to be there in training lots of people and observing them, learning it, And, and I could spot where we could maybe not cut corners but certainly make it simplify it for the masses so you didn't have to train as a professional. To use it, you could actually just learn the basics so you could actually use it on yourself. And that's what the head trash, that's what I want to do with head trash is really I've simplified it so that we can all take ownership of all the head trash in our heads, in our lives and deal with it ourselves without having to go and seek expert help. And that really puts us back in the driving seat us back in control of the stuff that's affecting us negatively in our lives which let's face it we all have some head trash you know let's just let's just put our hands up and say yes I've got it let's not be ashamed and let's clear it and now there's a tool that can help you to start managing this yourself which is what gets me really excited I just want everyone to learn this so that they can start being happier because if we're all happier and and less conflicted and less stressed then the world's going to be a better place you know
1: so what? What's the? I mean, I went on I, some time ago. I went on an NLP course. Actually, it was for GPs done by Paul McKenna.
2: And that was quite oh, yeah. like,
1: quite interesting. But what? What's the main difference between your your stuff and NLP?
2: Well, I, yeah, I trained in NLP and I was with Paul McKenna actually, and, uh, and it was very interesting. But what NLP focuses on predominantly is it focuses on the, the mind and the subconscious. Sure. And so the, the thing is, when you're stressed, you know, if I was to ask you when you're stressed, how do you know you're stressed? What would you say?
1: I swear a lot. <laughs> 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 that's what I'm today. <laughs> <laughs> so so I, 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 can, I can feel my stress. There, but I, I don't function as well. Simple as that.
2: No. So do you notice it in your body or do you notice it in your mind, in your head? Uh, it's
1: in my body, it is.
2: So what yeah. do you notice? Are you like your heart racing or tension yeah, in your I, shoulders? Or... I'm, I'm just,
1: I'm more clumsy. I think that's right. the word. I, it's things like my desk becomes a mess and I pick up my stethoscope and I knock over something. <laughs> and then I, I can't use the computer properly because I, t- I do typos and stuff like that. Yeah. So that's that's the sort of stuff I get when I'm stressed.
2: Oh, so you can't think clearly.
1: Yeah, exactly. I get into a fog and then everything slows down. So you're always behind and you get more stressed. And that that's the sort of stuff I get.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know I tend to get, I notice I've got tension on my shoulders sometimes. And I get, you know, I just feel a bit tight in my body. And then I've got my, my mind's whirring, that kind of That's how I know that I get stressed. But really, when there's something like that that's going on with us, there's our body getting involved. And there's also our mind getting involved. You know, some people who are like, get stressed, they got all that stuff whizzing around in their heads going, oh my god, I got this to do, I got this to do, and then I got this. Or they might, you know, see images of all these to do lists in their mind. But they'll also notice their tummy, they've got butterflies in their tummy, they might have tense shoulders. So when you're when you experience something like stress or fear or frustration, you have a body response and you have a mental mind response. And NLP is very good at clearing the mind response, but it doesn't work with the body. And the problem is if you don't clear it out of mind and body, you've only done half a job. So let me give an example that I'm sure you, might will be able to understand this one. I had a fear of injections. and you know, and I'm sure you come across a lot of people that got fear of injections and I would, I, there's, there's no way I would go and give blood because I involved an injection, right? But I, I became pregnant and I had to have a load of injections as part of my, um, during my pregnancy. And I remember the first time I went to the, uh, the to get my midwife, appointment, they said, oh, we've got quite a lot of injections to give you today. And I was like. You are kidding me. Like, you're telling me now when I turn up, you know, I need to panic for at least 24 hours at home before I come along to these things. You can't just land this on me. And she's like, don't worry, you've got about five, ten minutes while we get all the needles ready. So you can just imagine the state that I was in, waiting in this hospital for them to get the needles ready. And I just learned this technique and I thought, right, okay. If this is any good, I'm going to give you a shot now, as it were. So I had to have five minutes to myself in the corridor while I was getting the needles ready, and I cleared injections. And because I had actually worked on injections on the with Paul McKenna on my NLP course, and it it was all right, but I I still had the fear because the problem is when you have a fear of needles, you think it's going to hurt, it's going to hurt, it's going to hurt. So I calmed down the mind, but the problem is my arm. And what happens when you Sorry
0: Sorry, Alexia, you broke up your arm. What, sorry?
2: My arm tensed. Right, yes. So when your arm tenses, what happens when you go to have an injection? It hurts. And so suddenly, even though i would managed to calm the mind down and tell my mind that it wasn't going to hurt, my body tenses and it hurt. And so immediately the fear, because we haven't cleared it out of mind and body. So that's where NLP is different. It only works with half of the, the problem, as it were, in that sense. Whereas energy psychology, because it works with your energy system, your energy system is the interface between mind and body, which means you can access both. So when you clear something using the energy system, it goes much deeper, and that that's what makes it much more effective. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does.
1: Um, another thing that was touched upon, I call, I call it tippy-tappy, you gave it another name. What, what do you call the stuff where you go on the energy line, where you tap?
2: Oh, uh, there's thought field therapy. That's that. the kind of official name, TFT. Yes. And then on the back of that, there was another technique called emotional freedom technique. They're both very, very similar. They're built on the same principles. TFT came out first, um, and they they're they're about tapping various energy points around the body in a certain order while thinking of the problems. So that's what and that's what typifies energy psychology, where you you activate a psychological aspect, so you're thinking about the problem that you're working on or the issue while applying pressure to energy points and so with uh thought field therapy you're tapping in a certain sequence depending on the kind of thing that you're working on whether it's a grief related issue or whether it's a guilt related issue or fear um and uh yeah so we we also apply pressure but we don't tap in sequence we we connect all the energy lines all at once in one single position that's known as a tapasaki pressure position which is a tapped position which is what we use as part of our technique
1: yeah because i had a I mean, after the poor Mechanicals, I had one huge success with, with tip, as I call it, tippy tappy, uh, yes. with curing someone's. It was actually our acupuncturist, which of all things, her nail biting, and it oh. completely cured it. It was it was an yes. amazing transformation. She'd actually done acupuncture for her. She'd had acupuncture for her nail biting. She used to bite nails down to the quick, and we completely cured it. And it was it was a huge success, and then I completely forgot the technique. And then I <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember the technique, but it was, it was a very great success. So I mean, I'm, I'm fully uh, up for this sort of stuff. I think it's, it's very, very interesting. That you can do mm. things that seem completely bizarre. I mean, it yeah. did seem completely bizarre. This tippy tapping to make stuff top of my nails, but it, it worked completely. It was amazing. It does. So you you, you encompass that
2: as well, do you? That's yeah, absolutely, all that kind of stuff. And the thing is, it kind of, you know, there's a lot of, re- you know, there are plenty of research papers that have been published in, in, you know, decent scientific journals that support energy psychology techniques, particularly with, things and and really kind of quite severe traumas and things like that. And it's no. Sorry, and
0: it's sorry, like, Alexia. Particularly with what?
2: PTS post-traumatic stress disorder. Oh,
0: interesting. Yes.
2: Really, really, you know, severe traumatic experiences. And I know that the guy that founded. Reflective Patterning and the guy that founded TFT, Roger Callahan, they spent a lot of time out in Africa working with people that, you know, victims of genocide and have done some amazing work out there um, to really help those people get over the the awful experiences that they've got, that they've experienced in their life. And it really does have amazing results. And, and, And even when you read some of the papers, they describe some of the results as quite provocative because... They find it very hard to explain why, what it's doing and why it's working, but it just achieves amazing results. Like the percentages of people that experience massive clearances in terms of just clearing that, you know, being able to recall an experience that was very traumatic without having an emotional response with it. You know, that's quite incredible when you think about things like genocide and rape, you know? So that these these techniques are known to work. So this is a new one as part of that field. But the difference with this is it actually works, you can actually do it much quicker. And the thing with the TFT technique, which personally I found challenging, is that I get very bored having to tap all these things in sequence, and I kind of lose interest as I'm doing it. And you may have noticed I speak quite fast, so I get bored easily. whereas reflective repatterning for me just works much quicker, and you can do it quicker. And it feels more elegant, and it's much easier to do on yourself without having to learn and train in it. And that's the most important thing. you know. I've managed to distill it into a five-step process. That is dead simple, and you know, you literally there's a little bit of paper you can just follow the words, but you get to learn those off by heart eventually if you if you use it enough, and and that's all you need to remember kind of thing to be able to start making a difference to yourself and the experiences that you're having day to day. You know, if you're having a moment at work, a stressful moment at work, and you think, oh, my God, my boss is driving me insane, then you can just nick off to the loo and just quickly do it to yourself and then cope with the rest of the day, you know, without dragging this feeling around with you all day and allowing it to affect the rest of your day and your the rest of the interactions that you have with people. What about, I mean, if you're having just global stress... Rather
1: than it be, yeah, rather than just the whole everything is uh, beating up on you. It's not just well, yeah. your boss. It's just a feeling of sort of. I mean, like, let's take. I mean, I'm going to use me as an example. I I'm very rarely get stressed, but today was one of those days. I mean, I've been doing the job for many, many years and don't usually get stressed. But today was like a, a milestone of many, many things that came on top of each other. I had. I was on call, which I meant I dealt with all the emergencies. One of the partners didn't turn up. One of the the students weren't meant to turn up, but turned up, so I had to deal with them, and basically it was just one thing after another coming on top of me, and it became very difficult. Now, if you have a moment like that, or a, day, a morning like that, would your te- how would your technique help that?
2: What you can do, what the technique is good for, so for example, if it's an emotional overload, so for example, the feelings of stress feeling quite overwhelming, where it's an emotional thing, what you can do is you can calm that emotion down just so that you can feel a lot calmer and not feel so wrapped up in it. Um, and the thing is when we work with people and when we train people, the way that we look at stress is this, you know, you've got a lot of things in your life that contribute to stress and if you imagine that, you know, you've got these little personal trigger points that set you off and it could be, you know, feeling you know, people not doing what they say they're going to do or people letting you down, so when somebody lets you down, that stresses you out, some people don't get stressed out when that happens to you, that's a personal thing that doesn't affect everybody, it's not, you can't universally say that being let down down equals stressful experience because we all have our own personal stress triggers and so the thing is the more of these triggers that we leave as triggers and we don't heal them the more likely we're going to have days like you've had where suddenly all our buttons are being pressed at once and it all just feels totally overwhelming so the way that we work with when we use reflective patterning in our approach is we sort of help people to identify what your individual stress triggers and let's start getting rid of your stress trigger you know like when people say oh she just pushes my buttons well let's just delete these buttons let's just find out what those buttons are for you and delete them one by one and that's what we're able to do with reflective repatterning is create neutrality around each of your stress triggers so they're no longer a trigger for you so that you can go and have these you know what we can't do what we can't promise is say oh we you know we're going to change your life to the degree that you're never going to get these stressful experiences in your life again no we're not saying that what we are saying is you can have these experiences, but they won't stress you out anymore. And so that that means that you can continue living the life that you do. You're just not getting stressed by the things that used to stress you out. And so that's why you need to take a very kind of systematic approach, identify what your stress triggers are, and then take time to, you know, clear them one by one using the five-step process.
0: Okay. So... Five-step process, take us through it. Uh.
2: Take us through it. So the first step is identify the head trash that you want to clear. So your head trash might be, you know, like for example, you know, somebody letting you down. So being let down. I hate being let down, that stresses me out. Or people being late. Or, um, you know, mums might say the kid's leaving toys lying all over the floor, you know, a mess or not putting things away. You know, what is that thing that's driving, that, that's really causing you the stress, that's causing you the grief? Is it, you know, so once you've, identify the thing you want to clear. That, that's what you just need to have in mind. And then the second step is put your hands into this tapas acupressure technique that I told you about before, the tap position, that's T-A-T. And if you get our five step process, the download that's free from the Head Trash website, then there's diagrams in there. But essentially you're taking your thumb and your ring finger from either hand and putting them on the bridge of your nose, just where your eyebrows would meet. And then your middle finger in the center of your forehead, um, otherwise, some people refer to that area as the third eye. And then the other hand around the back of the head. So, you know, when people are thinking and they tend to put their hands, you know, in the core, like over there, sort of just where the glass of meat, you a lot, know, a lot of people resort to putting their hands in that position anyway because it, it kind of helps you to focus. You tend to be in a thinking mode when you're like that. So, there's no. There's no see you know coincidence that this is actually really important points energetically to the body that help you to really connect and think deeper and, and access your, your deeper subconscious. So that's the hand position you need to be in while you think of your head trash. So you You have your head trash in mind that you want to clear. So let's say, you know, um, I hate it when I get let down. People let me down. And then you go into the tap position. And then the third step is you go through our 10 head trash clearance mantras. And there, again, so these mantras are based on um, the five dimensions of head trash. So the the thing is, you know, there's a lot of techniques out there that that help you to resolve mental uh, challenges that you might have or or psychological challenges that you might have. And a lot of them will help you to uh, deal with you experiencing them and therefore you not liking your experience of it. So, for example, if somebody was depressed, you might go and see somebody, a talking therapist, and, you know, they'd probably help you to explore the idea of you not liking the fact that you're depressed. Um, and so they're really just hitting on a, a, a tiny, that I would call that like half a dimension of the problem because actually there are five dimensions of the problem. There's the idea of Depression, the very idea of it, not anybody experiencing it, just the, you know, you read about depression in the paper. So, there's the concept itself of that head trash. So, um, you know, using the example that we we're talking about, you know, being let down. So, just the idea of being let down, you know, when you read about being let down or other people being just being let down, that's the concept of it. And then the second uh, dimension is you experiencing it. So, you being depressed or you being let down, you know, you having that happen to you. And then the third dimension is other people experiencing it. Because let's face it, when, you know, you might observe other people uh, getting angry. You might be in a queue and there's somebody else in the queue and they're getting really, really angry with somebody. And just by seeing them getting angry, you can notice the response in you. You might be able to feel some anger build up in you as you think, well, hang on, they're really out of line. That's just not fair. And suddenly you're being affected by somebody else, even though you're not You've got nothing to do with it. Has that ever happened to you where you get caught up by seeing somebody else? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we this is often ignored, you know, so we need to clear that, our ability to be sucked into other people's dramas when it's got nothing to do with us. So that's the third dimension of head trash. And then it's other people inflicting it on you. So let's say anger, let's say somebody's directing their anger at you. Or making you angry, you know, making you experience it. It's not you. Suddenly you're okay and now they're making you angry or a situation making you angry. So we need to resolve how we feel about that. But then there's also the other one. It's you making other people. So you inflicting it on others. So do you see, because we're social animals and we're in a world that's connected, we can't just think about how we are personally affected by this head trash, whether it's depression, being frustrated, being let down. We're actually connected, you know, this head trash can affect us in a number of ways. So, you know, the idea of it, us experiencing it, other people experiencing it, us making others experience it, and then them making us experience it. Does that make sense? These five dimensions. So that's what, we, that's what the 10 mantras do. And we basically acknowledge our love of that and our hate of them in each of them. So, for example, working with, um, you know, being let down. I love being let down. I love being let down. I love the experience of being let down. And then we'll say, I hate being let down. And then we'll say love and hate for each of those. So I love other people letting me down. And I hate other people letting me down. Or I love letting other people down. And I hate letting other people down. You can imagine how, you know, the idea of I love letting other people down. Some people might really notice a huge load of resistance coming up, and they'll argue with in their head, going, no, I don't, I hate it. And that resistance needs to be healed, because that's what causes them stress. Because sometimes you might have to let somebody down, and there's no way around it. So why let it affect you? You've just got to get on with it. So that's what the mantras are. They help you to clear all that resistance and that emotional energy that builds up within you, within each of those dimensions. And that's what makes this work so deep and thorough, is because no other technique explores really all of these dimensions of head trash and in, in that way. And so you just read those 10 phrases out while thinking of the head trash. You stick with each one for two minutes, holding the hand in the tap position, and, and that is it. So it might take you 15, 20 minutes to go through that, and then you're cleared.
1: It's quite interesting because I'm just thinking back to the people who come in to see me with depression. Not one of them ever says how it affects other people. Yeah. They just don't do it. It's all about them. They never think, oh, how's it affecting my husband, wife, children, etc. They don't think about it.
2: No. And yet the other interesting thing is I bet they never think about how much they love their depression. They would yeah. never want to own up to that, but let's face it: some people do like being depressed because they get their family come round, look after them, they yes. cook them dinner. You know, there's and, and that would that's not that's a very controversial thing to say, but there's going to be a tiny, tiny part of them somewhere that likes it, and so it has to be acknowledged and that resistance cleared, so that I mean, they can move on and let go.
1: Right, I had a classic where playing golf with a chap. And he said, oh, thanks for sorting out my prostate. He said, I wish you hadn't done it quite so well because, <laughs> because now I have to go back to work. <laughs> it's like, oh, for goodness sake, you're now better. And you're yeah. not quite happy. You're happy because you actually haven't Something else has happened because you've had,
2: had your prostate cleared. Exactly. It's amazing. No, I know. And so some of those people actually acknowledge those in in, open, in an open environment. But some of those feelings are very hidden and they don't even face it, admit them to themselves. However, we need to just clear that emotionally and energetically for us to be really clear from it. So that's why this is such a powerful technique. So we're actually saying, you know, I love these things and I hate these things from all these dimensions. And that's what makes this such deep work, because... Um, it's just so thorough. It's just so thorough in, in the ways that other other techniques aren't. And, and it's so damn simple, you know. Uh, that And then that, that's basically it. I, 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 it.
1: I think uh, the one of the things I took away from the NLP was the magic question. Have you heard of the magic question? No. Tell
2: me the magic that, question. I probably have. Uh, I've never heard yeah, of it Yeah, the
1: magic question was great. It was, it, it was, it was mainly directed towards doctors. But the magic question is, when did you last feel well? Things like this. And... I did it on one patient and I said, when did you last feel well? Rather than saying, you know, how are you ill? What's your illness like? It was When did you last well? And she said, she sat down for me. She had fibromyalgia or something. And she said, before I met my husband. Oh, <laughs> and it was quite, quite telling, really. And she went away thinking about it. And, of course, they're not married anymore. Yeah. But, you know, she, but And she's better. You know, yeah. so it's it's quite telling what um, that. I think I like the magic question when did you last feel well? It turns the whole thing on its head rather than cause everyone comes in with a sickness. And if you actually yeah. say, well, when we you last well? They actually have to think about it. And in some ways, that's a bit like your head trash that yeah. they actually have to think about why they are like they are.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And often, like I get, um, it's interesting how I've had a number of people coming to me. And, and, you know, just a little chat that we have at the beginning of our sessions. And I had one girl, and she was like, oh, you know, um, we had a cup of tea before in the kitchen. And then she started, um, she she suddenly started bending down in a really funny way that looked quite unhealthy. And I was like, what on earth are you doing? She goes, I'm just trying to yawn. I was like, you're doing what? Because I haven't yawned for three months. I was like couldn't comprehend what she was telling me she goes yeah I've been to the doctors like you know they've sent me for tests and I've been have my lungs looked at and I'm on steroids and, and they still can't work out what's wrong with my lungs and listening to her chatting for a bit you know I thought I know what this is this is a trapped emotion this is what this is and 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 as a result of just this little chat we ended up working for two hours clearing frustration she went out of the session yawning like crazy breathing back into a running again having had all the tests that doctors had given her and it was an emotional thing. And maybe if a doctor had actually asked her, what's changed in your life? Yeah. When What was going on for you when this happened? Maybe that would have come up. It's all about the questions. And I don't know if the right questions are always being asked. So that magic question is brilliant because it does shift the focus and maybe reveals what the answers are So, what's right. causing some of these problems.
0: Fantastic. Great. Fantastic. Really good stuff there. People are going to be loving this one. I think uh, you've done as you hoped. Uh, You've changed a little part of the world, hopefully, there, Alexia. With, I hope
2: uh, so. I hope that, you know, just to give people a bit of hope that they can start clearing some of this stuff away, you know, because the problem is I think, you know, what. certainly my experience, when I had a load of headshots, I've still got plenty, don't get me wrong, but I had a way more than I've got now. And, you know, I never thought that I would need therapy because so I think, oh, therapy is for people that are suicidal or, you know, that's not for me. And actually, you know, maybe it could be very helpful for a lot of people, but a lot of people don't even consider it because they don't think it's for them. And so, but they just put up with this stuff. And they just think, oh, that's just who I am. That's just how life is. I've just got to put up with it. And it's like, no, actually, you don't have to put up with it. You can get rid of it. You can get rid of your anxiety. You can get rid of your stress. You can work on this. And so it's really to help people to, you know, get back into a place of happiness, inner peace, whatever you want to call it, confidence, you know, being their best version, all that stuff. And this really can help with that. So that's what I want to that's what I want to leave and give to the world, you know?
0: Brilliant. And um, if people want again to get the five step report, they head on over to your website, which is
2: headtrash.co.uk and it's on the homepage so just download the five-step process and then if you want any help with the five-step process then of course the head trash show podcast um which um my aim with the podcast is just to provide extra support and you know to help people use it better make you know just yeah use it more in their lives and understand it and and really navigate their own head trash so i think the, the challenge that a lot of people have is they don't fully Understand how to unpick it all and work out what the hell is going on in their head to be able to get rid of it. You know, you can't get rid of something if you can't identify it. So it helps to be able to break it down and, and start naming and chaining what's going on in your head, so you can show it the door. You know.
0: Yeah, I, you know, we we're, we're big fans of this, Mark, and I really all the mindset stuff because that's where all all the the, the progress lies. So it's it's really good that the advice you've given and the tips and. Uh, I think a big thank you from me, really, Uh, Mark. uh, Yeah, I've enjoyed it. It's been great. So we will, as I say, I I heard of Alexia on the podcast, so make sure you go and check out the podcast. There's plenty of room in your lives for for more than one podcast because we're only uh, 20, 30 minutes a week. So get onto Alexia's podcast, check that out, and uh, download her her five-step guide. Uh, Thank you all for listening. Thank you, Alexia.
2: Thank you for having me on. It's
0: been a pleasure. And thank you, Dr. Mark, sir. Oh, thank
1: you. know oh. where the sir came from.
0: Yes, okay. Well, you know, doctors and all that sort of stuff. right? Oh,
1: You've got to get over that. You really
0: have. Yeah, you're going to help us. You're going to help us all, Mark. You're going to help us all. Okay, take it easy, be gentle on your GPs, and we will catch you next time. Bye, guys. Bye.
2: Bye.